Ah, high school. For some, it's the glory years. For others, it's the stuff of nightmares. This week's episode of the Scary Spirits podcast, number 22, Carrie, takes a wild ride through gym classes, mad crushes, and prom queen elections. No matter what your high school experience, we should all be thankful we weren't at prom with Carrie. Go Eagles! Cheers! Welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast. Please be advised that the presenters may use adult language and or discuss adult situations. This podcast is not intended for younger listeners or those that may be easily offended. So if you're ready, let's go. Hi, I'm Greg. Hi, I'm Karen. And welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast, the podcast that combines the two very different but highly compatible worlds of scary films and alcoholic spirits. What could possibly go wrong? Indeed. How are you, Karen? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. It's pretty good. Okay, good. I'll take it. All right, Karen, before we get to today's movie, do we have any errors or omissions or corrections i'm sure we do you want to tell me what they are (laughs) we do have one omission i believe an omission yes it's something we didn't talk about which i think needs to be discussed from last week's episode which was fright night correct it was yes we never really talked about bill or billy or what exactly he was he was the renfield he was a supernatural being Oh, that's true. He was at the end. He took yeah. he took a, a shot to the head and then five more shots from a revolver and kept coming. And he was a daylight walker. So Yes. And he, when he got a streak through his heart, he like melted green goo. Yes. What do you think he was? A zombie? I don't know. I was kind of thinking he might have been like one of them half vampires. We talked one about of them, the they're boys. half vampires. Yeah, one of them, la- them they're half vampires <laughs> who could walk around in the daylight, just like Michael and the Lost Boys and oh. Laddie and Star, right? So he hadn't fed yet. Yeah, but didn't seem to bother him. Yeah, you'd think he'd have been extra hungry. I don't know. Is there anything on the internet that says what he was? Not much is known about Billy other than what is on screen. Many people believe that Billy is actually a zombie or a ghoul. Woohoo! Give me the bell. <laughs> well, many people believe that. Well, many people. A creature that has been partially changed from human into a supernatural creature, having powers similar to vampires, such as strength and resistance to mortal injury and death, but lacking most vampires' weaknesses are a stake in the heart. Well, so we're people both believe. right, I guess. Okay. This, this looks interesting. Here's another answer. What exactly is Billy Cole? Sounds promising. Yeah, there's three answers. The most popular answer is a vampire servant. Well, Ah, yes. But they define it. Someone who has been bitten by a vampire and made into a loyal protector. They are not made into full vampires, but they have the great strength and seem to survive nearly everything a vampire can. 
They can survive in the sunlight like an ordinary person. Okay, so that makes you right. Yeah, I, I kind of like the, uh, the half vampire idea. Well, yeah, because it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most logical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Coming from a movie where the vampire has fruit bat DNA, logic is really important. Yeah, but it does go on to say that there is no definitive answer. So, so I guess it's he is whatever you think whatever he is. Whatever you want him know. to be. All right. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> so I guess we will never know what Billy is. Well, he's whatever you want him to be. Okay. That just bothered me the whole time. Because, you know, he wasn't a vampire. No. And he wasn't a zombie. Because a zombie would have died with a shot to the head. True. So again, I'm going with the half vampire. I'll agree. All right. Awesome. Now that that's cleared up, we can get onto this week's episode, Karen. Which is? I, I believe it was my choice, wasn't it? It was. All right. This week I have chosen the 1976 film. Karen, do you remember 1976? Not really. Maybe a little. I think we already talked about 76. Maybe not. I mean, 19- I'm sure I remember parts of it, but nothing exciting. The 1976 film, Carrie. Which I'm amazed you haven't seen before. I have not which was based upon Stephen King's first novel of the same name. Do you know how much Stephen King was paid for the movie rights to carry? Karen? No. Would you like to take a guess? Oh, crap. $30,000. $2,500. Wow. He sold low. Yeah, but he, he said that he was just happy to have, you know, someone wanted to make it into a film. Pretty high budget film. I would say. I mean, it wasn't an indie film, was it? Yeah, its budget was $1.8 million. In 76. Yeah. So I'm just That's saying it wasn't, it wasn't a Plan 9 kind of budget. It, it had some heft to it. No. Had it some stars not. and well, future uh, stars, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I also have a cocktail, Karen. And what is that? The cocktail I have chosen is called the Prom Queen. Very appropriate. That's what I had heard. It would be appropriate. What's in it? You're going to need one and a half ounce of spiced rum, three ounces of cranberry juice, three ounces of pineapple juice, and a splash of grenadine. And then what do you do? Super simple to make, Karen. Excellent. You put all those ingredients into a shaker with ice, shake well, and then strain into a highball glass with ice. It's nice and frothy. It's nice and frothy. Is that the pineapple juice that does that? I was going to ask you the same thing. I think it must be. That's the fiber in the pineapple juice. It's tasty. It is. You want to give the people time to make the drink? Yes. Hold on. back yes we are all right karen how are we ready to get into this film you want a synopsis absolutely i would love a synopsis i got a nice short and sweet one okay please go on carrie based on the best-selling stephen king novel carrie is a high school loner with no confidence no friends and no idea about the extent of her secret powers of telekinesis (laughs) (laughs) told you short and sweet go on no that's it (laughs) Okay, that is short and sweet. It's true. It's it's accurate, but it is. 
I would have fleshed it out a little, I think, if I was writing it, but okay. don't want to give too much away. No, nope. I suppose not. Are you ready to get into it? Let's give the people what they want. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Film opens with some girls playing volleyball terribly. Yeah, they're at school. They suck. They're terrible volleyball players. And we see credits and we learn that this film was directed by Brian De Palma, Karen. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. familiar to you? Yeah. (laughs) And his directorial style comes up later. I make a note. (laughs) But we'll get there. And we hear the girls talking about Carrie, right? Yeah, they say hit it to Carrie. Hit it to her, whatever. She'll blow it. And she does. And she does. She misses the ball. And the girls are all mean to her. They walk by and insult her. As they head to the girls' locker room. Yeah, with the gratuitous girls' locker room scene extended. Yeah, I was kind of shocked in how much nudity there is right from the get-go of this Right in the beginning, yep. (laughs) Yeah, like full frontal nudity, girls in a high school locker room. It's not really how it is, just FYI, but go ahead. (laughs) I'm sure it's not. I mean, it's not the way it is in boys' locker rooms, walking around, you know, whatever, but... I, I did count 14 bare breasts, Karen. Well, you're off to a great start. And a couple of singles are included in that 14, so but 14. And then we have this long vignette of Carrie taking a shower. Yes, very sensual. She enjoys the shower, apparently. She's soaping do. up. <laughs> and as she's showering, blood starts running down her leg, correct? Yeah, she gets her period. Yes. And, and she, she freaks out. And she is shocked and appalled. <laughs> She thinks she's dying or something, right? Well, yeah, it's obvious she doesn't know what's happening. And here's where I wrote, the girls are bitches. <laughs> yeah, she asks. I write that. For the first time. She she asks them for help because she doesn't know what's happening. And she's freaking out. She's bleeding and she doesn't know why. And they just throw tampons and pads at her. Yeah. I hate these girls. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And one of them is PJ Souls, the actress PJ Souls. You know who that is, Karen? She in Friday the 13th? She's in Halloween. Oh, okay. I knew she was in one of those. (laughs) Yes. This was her first film, apparently, and Halloween was like her second. So I found that interesting. And I call her PJ every time I reference her throughout the rest of the film. Well, she gets to wear a signature red baseball cap through the whole thing, right? She does. I think her name is Norma. Oh, I don't know. I just said, I I just called her red ball cap girl. So (laughs) as the girls are teasing Carrie, all of a sudden a light bulb explodes in the locker room. Well, the gym teacher comes in and starts to comfort her too. Then the light bulb explodes. Yeah. The uh, gym teacher smacks Carrie across the face. Yeah. Snap out of it. To try to calm her down, which (laughs) things have changed. Yes. You would never, a gym teacher would never be able to do that. But she does calm her down. Yes. And next we cut to a scene in the principal's office. Yeah. The gym teacher's in there talking to the principal and she's pacing around the room smoking a Marlboro. I know, smoking. The gym teacher's smoking. Yeah. In the principal's office. In the school. Yeah. And they're talking about what to do with Carrie, right? About the whole situation. And they talk about, well, you know mom and her religion and whatever so basically they decide to send her home yeah the principal's visibly uncomfortable with the talk about female issues and carrie not knowing what they are and well yeah he keeps calling her cassie 
even yes. though, you know, the gym teacher corrects him like three times. Yes. They bring Carrie in and principal says, calls her Cassie again. And we see the ashtray start to shake on the desk a little bit. The principal says, we're going to go ahead and let you go home. Can we call you a cab? <laughs> I know, that was so weird. Well, I'm sure she can walk. The gym teacher assures him that she can walk. And the gym teacher is being very nice to her in this yeah. whole scenario. But once again, when we were in high school, they, I don't think they would let us walk home on our own. Well, I don't know. If you were a walker, you could. I guess. You know, if you lived close enough. Yeah. I walked home I after sports things. You know, they wouldn't today. No. No. So then the principal mispronounces her name once again, and Carrie corrects him, and the ashtray goes flying off the desk. And yeah, she breaks. yells at him. It's Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ashtray that's full of cigarettes and ashes flips off the desk. So it, she, the gym teacher is not the only one smoking in there. Next, we see Carrie walking home, carrying her books, and a kid on a bicycle is riding his bike. Who looks I don't know why the hell he's not in school. That's what I said. He looks younger than her. He so does. he should have been in school. Yeah. And he begins to tease Carrie and she gives him a look and he wrecks. <laughs> Crashes his bicycle. Yeah, there's a sound effect or a sound, I guess a sound snippet that goes with her telekinesis ability. Almost like Psycho a little bit. It, it's a certain noise to let you know that she's using her telekinesis. Next we see... Carrie's I mom. Before you say that, I would have caused the kid to crash too. <laughs> Little shit calling me crazy. Next, we see Carrie's mom at the at Sue's house, who we later learn is Sue. I think they're neighbors. Yeah. And she's peddling her Jesus pamphlets, I wrote. Yeah, she's doing the Lord's work, spreading the gospel. But the best is when Mrs. Yes. White says, these are godless times. <laughs> Sue's mom says, I'll drink, drink to, that. to that. Yep. <laughs> and the phone rings and she answers and says, Oh, let me get rid of her and I'll come back and call you back. Blah, blah. So she comes back and offers Carrie's mom 10 bucks. I'd like to make a donation of $10, which basically means here, take the money and get out. Right. It worked. It did work. But Carrie's mom knew it. She gets what's going on. Right. She does. And she says, I pray you find Jesus on her way out the door. Next, Carrie's mom goes home. When she enters the house, the phone begins to ring. Apparently, it's somewhere from the school. Yeah, Carrie's in the up, upper window of the house. So her bedroom's on the very top floor, I think, almost like the attic area. And she's listening at the top of the stairs to her mom on the phone. Yes, and apparently someone from the school, probably the gym teacher. I would guess, I yeah. I think she mentions it later that it was the gym teacher that called. Tells Carrie's mom all about what happened to Carrie and how she got her period. Mom's not very sympathetic. No, she is not. <laughs> I think she believes that if she kept Carrie free from sin, she would not be cursed with the blood curse or whatever she calls it. Right. She says if Carrie hadn't sinned, the curse of blood never would have come on her or come to her or something. Right. So wacko religious beliefs and she starts screaming at carrie and yeah, she has a book and the yeah. title of the chapter she's reciting stuff from is called the sins of women and it's all about the curse of blood and eve she makes carrie recite 
some things. She's pretty nasty. She's basically blaming Carrie for getting her period. And she's she hits her with the book and she um, talks about the first sin was intercourse and makes her say it over and over. The first sin was intercourse. And it's just establishing mom as a religious zealot, basically. Yes. She locks Carrie in the closet so she can pray. Right. With creepy Jesus. Yes, Carrie does pray, and she does pray the Our Father, and there is a very creepy Jesus, which comes back in play much yes. later. But Creepy Jesus with knife eyes wounds. that light up. He doesn't have knife wounds. He has arrows piercing his body. No, he does. But he's also sort of on the cross. Yes. That kind of. Sort of. <laughs> he's a little askew, but yes. It's creepy looking, though. So next we see it's nighttime, and Carrie comes out of the closet. I guess she's been in there a while. We're led to believe. Yeah, so it wasn't locked. I thought it was locked, but apparently not because she just came out. You can't keep Carrie in a locked closet. She can get out whenever she wants. I know, but <laughs> mom didn't seem surprised to see her. So I assume it wasn't locked. And mom is sewing on her 1948 sewing machine <laughs> or whatever it is. An old-fashioned sewing machine. And Carrie comes over, gives her a little kiss on the cheek and goes to bed. Yeah, she thanks her for locking her in the closet. Yeah, thanks, Mama. And Next, we Carrie, see Carrie yeah. in her bedroom. She's crying. Looking and Mom's singing a hymn downstairs. <laughs> and the mirror keeps contorting, and finally it breaks while psycho music plays. Yeah, it's her telekinesis kind of music. And that is from the psycho soundtrack is what they're using. Oh, it is. It is. Okay, so it's not just similar. It nope. is. It is the psycho okay soundtrack they're using yeah so mom runs upstairs says, door is carry open yeah and she says carry open the door and carrie says it's open mama and she she comes in <laughs> without moving from where she was she says the door is yeah. unlocked yeah and then carrie denies there was a noise and just says she's just up here praying <laughs> next scene next day apparently i believe it's english class it looks like it. Yeah. The teacher's reciting a poem. And I made a note, all these kids look old. <laughs> yeah, they do look older than teenagers. And apparently Tommy's the guy who wrote the poem that the teacher's reading. And the, the teacher's fawning all over him. He is. Because he's an athlete. Yeah. Tommy is not the teacher. Yes. And the teacher asks for a, a critique or criticisms. Any criticisms? And everyone's quiet, but then Carrie says, it's beautiful. Then the teacher starts kind of making fun of Carrie, right? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, he people... did. He makes fun of her. And Tommy says, you suck. <laughs> kind of under his breath <laughs> to the teacher. Yeah, Tommy, I think, is a decent kid. I think so, too. He's, you know, and I think he's he's a cutie. I mean, he... William Cott, cat. Like, he has the Peter Frampton vibe kind of going. Yeah, the greatest American hero. Or the, oh yeah, that's who that was. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. But he has a young Peter Frampton kind of look, and they're portraying him as a very decent kid. Yeah, even though he's a really popular kid. Yeah, I wasn't sure about him or Sue for a long time. Watching this, you know. Yeah, you can't really tell if they're faking it the whole time or if they're I was hoping sincere. they weren't. I was really hoping they yeah. weren't. <laughs> So. Or if they're sincere or not. But I think they are sincere. I do too. And anyway, the teacher says, Tommy, did you say something? 
And he says, oh, all shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to gym class. And the gym teacher is scolding all the other girls for the way they treated Carrie. Yeah, she's not happy, which she shouldn't be. They were terrible. She threatens to take the girls' prom tickets away from them. Yeah, she says if it was up to her, she wanted them suspended for three days and loss of access to their prom tickets. But she didn't win the battle. No. So they get one week detention, which is, I guess, they have to stay after school for an hour and do calisthenics. The gym teacher is in charge of the detention. So she can do whatever she wants and she's making them do calisthenics. And Chris says, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, she's kind of the leader. She must be the most popular girl, you think? Yeah. Portrayed by Nancy Allen. Not portrayed in a nice way. No. And that's when the gym teacher says, well, if you decide not to, you will lose your prom ticket. Because apparently prom is the be all end all. No, well, I guess. Whatever. It is their last one. It's a senior Whatever. prom. Whatever. <laughs> so what? <laughs> well, I know, but maybe times have changed. I don't know. All right. So next, we cut them all doing calisthenics. And is this the detention we're seeing now? Or is this yes. gym class? Okay. No, it's detention. Okay, so this is the detention. And here's where They're I too- made a note that PJ gets to wear red shorts and mm-hmm. a red hat. <laughs> when Why no is, one else is. What is special about PJ that she gets to wear red shorts? I don't know. I think they have, it looks like they have a gym uniform. They do. And maybe they are allowed to pick what they want. As long as it's so, they all picked black, yeah. except for Was PJ, who wanted yeah. to wear red. <laughs> Apparently, but okay. the teachers out there, one, two, three, one, and then makes them do jumping jacks and sit ups yeah. and push ups and high knees, the whole gig for an hour. That's a lot of work in an hour. An hour is a long time to be doing that. But they don't appear to be sweating. No, they don't. <laughs> They're in good shape. Ah, uh, to be their hair 17. doesn't even get messed up. You know, to be seventeen again. <laughs> Whatever. And then we cut to a scene in our library when Carrie is looking through the card catalog. The card catalog. Yep, looking up miracles. Well, yeah. So, you youngsters, there used to be a thing called the card catalog, and it was a bunch of small drawers with cards inside in the library where you could look up authors titles of books or just subjects so she's looking under m for miracles and karen if you wanted to look for miracles in the library wouldn't you just go to the section m no because they're all they have the dewey decimal system a dewey decimal system (laughs) they still have that are you saying there's like a number system where you have to look at the card in the card catalog and it has a number on it? Yeah. And you have you, to go find that number. You have to write down the number. You used to have, there would be little golf pencils and little pieces <laughs> of paper and you would write down. So you could cross reference. So if you found a book by a certain author on a subject, you could then look up the author and see how many books they wrote. It was labor intensive. That's for sure. You know, and if someone was in the M's when you wanted to get in the M's, you had to wait. Oh, at the card catalog? Yeah. But you could because pull the out the card catalog whole... was alphabetized. Right? Yes. Yeah. But you could pull out the whole drawer and put it on the table. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes, I do. I remember. At the public library, you could do that. I'm not sure if we could do that in high school. No, I don't know. I, I 
spent a lot of time. In I did not spend a lot of time in our say. high school library. I'm just going to say, I don't know that I was ever in it. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was in the middle. I think it was too. Yeah. Our high school was like a big square with a courtyard in the middle. It, maybe it was like an, a square eight because wasn't there yes. a cut through? Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think where that's the where the library was. was. was yeah. yeah. Then we cut back to the girls. Chris and... vows to get the gym yeah. teacher. Yeah. And gym teacher kind of like looks like she punches her right in the fucking mouth. Doesn't she? Well, she smacks her because she's the gym I can teacher tell if she says... smacked her or punched her. Teacher says you can't leave. There's 10 minutes left. And Chris says, stick them up your ass. And that's when the teacher slaps Chris, which again, times have changed. Teachers can't smack you for back talking anymore. And, you know, and Chris tells all the other other girls, if we all stay together, she can't do this. She can't get away with this. And then it's Sue that tells her just to shut up. (laughs) Sue tells her to shut up multiple times in this movie. (laughs) Sue played by Amy Irving. Yeah. And we cut back to the library. Yeah. Carrie finds she's not alone. Carrie finds a card. Because other people. Called The Secret Science Behind Miracles. Where she finds that book, right? Yeah. And she finds a chapter on telekinesis. Yeah, she's found her people. Next, we see the boys running. Yeah, and Tommy's wearing a completely different outfit than the rest no, of the boys. I thought that at first, too. But there was another kid that but had There it. were like two other kids once... They all run by him and go back and go around to where they were going to end. And Tommy stops. As you can see, there's two other boys that have different color, the same color sh- shorts. Well, he's in all black, which yeah, is Tommy crazy. wears black shorts and to be in a black else shirt is wearing yellow. Yeah. But that's yes. crazy to run track in yeah, black. All black. Yeah. But there are two other boys hot. wearing all black as well. I don't know. So Not maybe they're the choice. quarterbacks. I don't know. In track. I don't know. They're running. They might be the team captains. I don't know what they're doing. So Sue is there and he runs over to her, which would never be allowed. (laughs) You can't just run off the track and go to see your boyfriend or girlfriend. Tommy. Tommy can. And he says, coach says I can make nationals. And Sue says, I want you to do something for me. I want you to ask Carrie to the prom. And he pretty much agrees. Yeah, sure. Wherever you want. Whatever you want, babe. <laughs> I don't know. And next we see Chris and John Travolta driving, listening to Love is Like a Heat Wave. <laughs> you know that song, Karen? No. Yeah, it's like a Martha and the Vandells or something like that. Oh, yeah, I do know it. Sorry, I do. Yeah. yeah Chris is fixing like her makeup. Wave. And I made a note that looks like the car might be a Chevy Nova. Well, if you're not sure, then we don't have to play the game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I didn't get too into it. But they're just awful people, the two of them. They're awful to each other. They're awful to everyone around them. But yeah, she keeps calling him a shithead or something, or a dumbass, or I think it's a shithead. And then shit. he, <laughs> he smacks her a couple times. He yeah, does like smack it. her a couple times, which is ridiculous. And a car pulls up next to them, and but that just makes Chris hot. <laughs> no, and. Tosses a beer into the window and he's drinking it. And then a cop pulls up next to him and oh, he throws the girls, the beer. car full of girls pull up too. And yeah. They're flirting with him. And yeah, she calls him a stupid shit because he spills beer <laughs> on her. Because the cop, yeah. the cop car pulls up next to him and he's drinking the beer very horribly. It's like all over him. <laughs> <It is. laughs> 
the man does not know how to sip a beer <laughs> and drive anyway. I think they were, I don't know if they were trying to make it obvious or what, but anyway. And the cop pulls up and he throws the beer aside and I guess gets it all over Chris, right? So then we cut to Sue and Tommy and Sue's doing homework. Tommy's Tom, watching a Western. Watching a Western starring James Gardner. Duel at Diablo is the name of the film. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That's but all he, I know about it. He, fi- he officially finally, agrees yeah, yes. to take Carrie to prom. And Sue is very happy. Back to Chris and John Travolta in the car. And Chris goes down on John Travolta and can't keep her mouth shut while she's doing it. Well, they, it's just weird. She's talking. They, How is she talking when her mouth's full? <laughs> they arrive Even the x ray said that. How? That's, a, that's an error. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They go back and forth. Well, I assume her mouth is full. I don't, you know. Yeah, maybe. I can't. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I can't speak to that. They're arguing back and forth. She kisses him. She pushes him away. She kisses him. She pushes him away. He's getting all yeah, pissed she's, off. She's and a, then, yeah, she's a nut. And then she uses the blowjob to get him to do what she wants him to do. So she's manipulating him with that. Yeah, and she's talking the whole time. <laughs> she is. Right. Whatever. She basically she tells John Travolta that she hates Carrie. And then we cut back to the and library. And he doesn't even know who that is. He says, who? <laughs> then we cut back to the library and we see Tommy and Carrie. And Tommy asked her to prom and she runs away. She does run away. Next, we see the gym teacher and Carrie. Well, Carrie is sitting by herself and the gym teacher comes over. Yeah. Did you notice then there's Carrie kind of has theme music. There's a certain melody that plays when she's not being her crazy self when she's her innocent self. There's like a theme music. But basically the gym teacher tries to give Carrie some confidence. Well, Carrie tells the gym teacher that Tommy asked her to the prom and, you know, gym teacher's trying to pump her up, takes her to the mirror and says, look at, look at your face. Put a little mascara on, little lipstick, whatever. Yeah. She just tells her she's beautiful, basically. Next scene, we cut to the gym teacher questioning Sue and Tommy, asking them why Tommy has asked Carrie to the prom. And they just try yeah. to convince her, the teacher, that they are trying to help Carrie. They're just trying to be nice. Yeah. You know, Tommy's this wearing- point, I wasn't sure. Right. <laughs> I just noticed that Tommy's wearing a jean shirt and jeans. <laughs> a button-up jean shirt, one of those? Yeah, one of those snap ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had those. Sue confesses she asked Tommy to ask Carrie to prom. And then this part kind of pissed me off because the gym teacher says, well, you know, you can't go without a date. So I'm glad that has changed, you know, (laughs) that you can actually go if you don't have a date. You can go with your friends. They're arguing, but there's nothing the gym teacher can do. He's allowed to ask Carrie to the prom. So then we cut to Tommy driving in his pickup truck. I think it was a Mazda, but I don't know. It's red. Red. That's yeah. what I have. It's a red truck. Tommy goes to Carrie's house, knocks on the door, and Carrie answers the door. Tommy asks her again to go to prom with him. And she refuses again. Multiple times. Yes. So we're not seeing a good representation of consent here. <laughs> no. She tries again to leave. Because her mom is talking in the background. Yes. Mom is resting. And he says he's not going until she agrees to go. 
and she freaks out because she hears her mom. So she says, yes. Yeah. So eventually she relents and says, yes, I'll go to the prom with you. Next, it's at night and we see John Travolta and Chris and some other guys in front of Bates packing. It's a packing plant, a meat packing plant. Yeah. Bring a ladder. They climb over the wall and John Travolta goes in there and kills a pig. It's terrible. With a sledgehammer. With a sledgehammer. And Chris just keeps yelling, do it, do it. Yeah, she do seems it. very happy. It was, they are terrible people. <laughs> Next scene, we have Carrie and her mom having dinner. In front of the Last Supper. Yes. The Last Supper tapestry. Yes. <laughs> and Carrie tells her mom that she's been invited to the prom. Mom says, you can't go. No, you ain't going. And mom ends up throwing her drink on Carrie. And she yeah, starts, mom says, after the blood comes, the, the boys, boys come. That's the next line I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's storming and it's lightning. And there are some, you know, lightning strikes at pivotal moments and things like that in the scene. Yeah, Carrie just says she wants to be normal. She wants to do these things. Yes. She wants to go to prom. And the mom keeps saying, you're not going, you're not going. It's escalating a little bit. And mom goes to close the window because of the storm. And then all of the windows in the hall house shut on their own. Right? Slam shut. Yeah. Yes. With then, Carrie's music. So, you know, she did it. Yeah. And then Carrie yeah. tells her mother, I'm going to the prom and things are going to change around here. <laughs> yeah. You would think so. I love that. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably my favorite scene. And the mom calls her a witch. Mom believes that Satan is working through Carrie. Carrie tells her mother she's going. She can't stop her. And she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yep. It's my favorite part. It was a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we see John Travolta filling a bucket with blood. They're in the school gym where the dance is going to be. I assumed that's where they were. I couldn't really yeah. tell. And John Travolta tells Chris that he will let her pull the rope when the time comes. Again, terrible people. And one of their friends, one of John Travolta's friends, volunteers to count the ballots in the next scene. Well, we do see Carrie. She's making her own dress before that scene. Okay. So Carrie says, I'm going. And then she's making her own dress. I miss that part. They can't afford to buy one. And her mom doesn't support her. So she's making her own. But yes, in the next scene, one of Chris's friends wants to help all of a sudden by collecting the ballots for the, the day prom. Of the prom. Yeah, the day he of the volunteer. Mm -hmm. And they let him. Yeah, and they say, okay, I need you to be here at 6.30. And he's like, uh, nah, I'll, I'll be here at 8.30. <laughs> Next, we see the girl sitting under a hairdryer. They're all at the beauty parlor. One of them old-fashioned hairdryers, Karen. Do you have one of those? No. <laughs> that you sat under in the big bowl that went over top of your head? No. So you put your hair up in rollers? Yes. Yeah, sat under yeah that's thing. what I did every, every <laughs> night, Greg. <laughs> I was wondering. With my green face cream. <laughs> you know and your cucumbers over your eyes yeah <laughs> that's why i look so good now all that maintenance and the girls are talking about tommy taking carrie to the prom next we cut to a scene where they're decorating for the prom and there's more talking about carrie and tommy there's a quick scene before that where carrie goes in the drugstore so very she's quick yeah but it's very quick so you know she's going in she's going to get some makeup well, I didn't know that. Well, that's why I'm telling you. Girls would know that. I see her. I see it later. Yeah. The next line I have is boys are getting tuxedo and Carrie's trying on makeup. 
Yeah, after they decorate for the dance. But yeah, it was a very quick scene where she goes into the drugstore. Yes. And that's what she's going in for. So Carrie's in the drugstore trying on makeup, very unsanitary. <laughs> she's just picking up random lipsticks, trying it on, wiping it off, grabbing another one, trying it on, wiping it off. That's Usually they did 1976. I don't know. I'm guessing maybe they did. But now you have little sponge tipped sticks that you take some of the lipstick off with and then you put it on yourself. So your lips don't touch what everybody else's lips have touched. Mm -hmm. But I I was trying to remember that. I don't know. Next, we see Carrie up in her room getting ready. Well, the boys all get tuxes. They do. Very 1970s tuxes. Yes. (laughs) But then, yes, Carrie's in her room. It's a pink satin dress she's made. Well, her mom says, I should have known it had been red. It's pink, mama. (laughs) It's not red. Carrie shows her mom the corsage that Tommy got for her and all that stuff. But mom tries to get Carrie to take the dress off. She says, take it off and we will burn it together and pray for forgiveness. Hallelujah. But did you see where she says she criticizes the dress and she says, I can see your dirty pillows. Is that when she says their breasts, mama? Yeah. (laughs) Every woman has them. And then the mom keeps saying that he's not coming that he's not going to come and pick her up. Right. Tells her they're going to laugh at you. They're just going to laugh at you. But Carrie keeps using her mind control to push her on the bed. Yep. She keeps getting upset and tells her mom to shut up and sit down. And she does. (laughs) She makes her. Yeah. (laughs) So then Tommy arrives in his pickup truck. Yeah. And as Carrie leaves, she does say, I love you, mama. Next, we go to the high school gym, I guess, is where prom is. And their theme is love among the stars. Do you remember Tom, your prom theme? Which one? I, I went to so many. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> I don't remember mine. My senior, senior one is what this was. I was just curious. I don't remember mine. I was at your senior prom as well, even though I was much younger. Yes, way younger. I think one of them was We've Got Tonight. I think another one might have been In the Air Tonight. They're all like songs, right? I don't know. Are they? Yeah, they were. All of ours were. I know I missed some because of band competitions that you people were on. (laughs) Well, how did I make them all? (laughs) You didn't. I did. Proms? Well, proms, yes. But there were other dances that. Like homecoming, but we always made it to homecoming. I don't know. There were some that we missed. (laughs) Okay. So Tommy and Carrie arrive. Carrie's nervous. Tommy convinces her to walk in with him, tells her it's not a big deal. They walk in and there's a band playing live music and they're playing a song called Education Blues. Yeah. I said they sound like meatloaf. They sound like meatloaf to you a little bit. I don't know. They didn't sound like 1970. Maybe they did, but they didn't sound like what I was listening to in 1976, Karen. Well, they didn't play what you were listening to at proms, Greg. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) right so i think one homecoming or something they had elaine and the biscaynes come and play i think they were pretty good but yeah other than that no next we cut to a scene of sue at home having dinner with her family and she asks what time it is and they tell her it's eight o'clock and she asks to be excused yeah they set her up as having a nice family life it seems like something maybe some of her scenes got cut or something because 
I know why that's there to make her again a nice girl from well, a at nice this point. Family. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't quite no, know, I know why but... she wanted to go to the prom. I'm thinking maybe she's in on it, fucking bitch. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But it's just a snippet that shows that she has, you know, her mom and dad are there and looks like a sibling and they're all eating dinner together as you, you know. Yes, yeah, she has a so. younger, hotter sister. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, the gym teacher comes in and begins talking to Carrie. They compliment each other about how beautiful they both look. and The gym teacher begins telling Carrie about her prom. Yeah, Carrie says it's like being on Mars. And they hug. Then Tommy comes and breaks it up. And he asks what Carrie has has to be home so early. She says, yes, I promised. And I wrote, he he likes her a little. He does. I think he does. I think he does. Like, I think he's so nice to her. I mean, he's being nothing but nice to her. And he can tell that she's nice. She's just a nice girl. I don't understand why everyone picks on her. I don't know. I don't get it. Then Tommy says, hey, all a bunch of the kids are going to the beehive for after the prom and maybe we go for a few minutes. And that Carrie's got a little gets a little excited because she's never been to the beehive, wherever the hell it is. Where all the cool kids go. Yeah. (laughs) And then he asked her to dance. She she doesn't know how, of course, but they go out to the dance floor and Tommy teaches her how to sway back and forth. (laughs) Well, I thought it was sweet. It's very sweet. It is sweet. It is. And then Tommy kisses her. I know, which I thought was strange, right? Yeah, especially, you know, if he's already, you know, seeing Sue and just doing this as a favor for Sue. I guess he's, I guess he's Caught going by that old uh, David Crosby song. <laughs> Love the one you're with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or is it Stephen Stills? I think it's Stephen Stills. It is. Here's what I have next, Karen. Are you ready? Yeah. Brian De Palma and his spinning camera is oh, making yes. me dizzy again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like in Body Double with the spinning yep. camera. I mean, this one's worse. Oh, it's terrible. It goes on forever. Because they're I spinning. Had to, too. I had to. And then you get double spins away. going on. I had to look away. Oh, my God. If I was in a movie theater, well, maybe if I was younger and didn't have, you know, inner ear issues, it wouldn't have bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> but now it bothers me. <laughs> I'm thinking if I was in a movie theater, oh, my God, I'd need a motion sickness Especially bag. If you, if you were up close. Yeah, it was bad. So they're spinning and the camera's spinning, but she keeps asking him, why? Why am I here? He says, because I asked you. Why did you ask me? You know, it, she keeps going like a toddler with about 20 why questions. But it's very sweet beyond the dizziness of the De Palma method. method. <laughs> yes. But, you know, he likes her and he does kiss her. And then it's just a sweet moment. I suppose. So- Sue arrives at the prom and they're yeah, getting sneaks in the back door. She does. They're getting to vote for the king and queen. And Carrie's Carrie, surprised they're on the ballot. Yeah. Yes, and she does not want to vote for themselves. But Tommy convinces her and she ends up voting for them. Yeah, he says she's beautiful. He compliments her and says she's beautiful. And she doesn't want to vote for themselves because that's too proud. But he convinces her, throws caution to the wind. And votes for herself. Next, we see cut back to mom at home in the kitchen. She's pacing, pacing, (laughs) pacing, pacing. And then she begins chopping carrots with a big knife. Randomly. 
just yes. kind of chopping big pieces of carrots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is, again, another weird snippet scene. I don't know. I know they want to show she's agitated. Was that but... like a, a phallic thing? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's what I got, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it was hitting me a little close to home. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> <scarce>. <laughs> I didn't connect that, but definitely could be. So back at prom, they begin collecting the ballots, and then we see Chris and John Travolta under the stage, and Sue arrives. But basically, Freddie is his name, the guy who volunteers to do the ballot. Basically, the fix is in, right? Yeah, they collect all the ballots, and then they swap them for fake ones well they don't be swap. sure that- no what they did was they took out all of the ones that were for carrie and tommy and the rest of them they dropped on the floor and pj kicked them under a table so they okay. just kind of weeded out most of the ones that weren't carrie and tommy okay i didn't catch that but i thought they had a whole another set she just dropped them all and he had a whole another set inside of his jacket when they went to kiss oh maybe i don't jacket. I didn't think so, but maybe. Anyway, the fix is doesn't in, matter. Regardless. Yeah, the, right. It turns out Tommy and Carrie win. Yeah, and Sue's behind the stage now. We have a slow motion of them walking to the stage. It takes fucking forever. Yeah, it is a long slow mo <laughs> where everybody's clapping. Yeah, Carrie's very clapping. happy, and yes, it's very long. Yes, yes, yes. And then we see Chris and John Travolta under the stairs again. And Sue is smiling. And Sue watches from behind and smiles the, in slow motion. From backstage. She seems happy, but at this point, I'm not sure if she's happy that shit's about to go crazy or if she's really happy that Carrie's happy and they've done something good or whatever. So and next, it's still slow-mo, yeah. Yeah. So Carrie is crowned and they begin taking pictures. And then this is where Sue sees the rope. And this is when I know, oh. She's not in on it. <laughs> yeah. So the rope goes from under the stage all the way up the side where Sue up, is. Yeah. And up to the top of the stage where the bucket is. So when Chris is holding on to the rope, Sue catches the rope out of the corner of her eye moving. And then she follows the rope up and sees the bucket. Yeah. And then she follows it down. Yeah. And she sees where it's going to land. Yeah. And she's about, she tries to go in there and stop him, but the gym teacher sees her and runs over and grabs her and kind of throws her out before she can stop what Chris has planned. Chris and that damn John Travolta. Yeah. And Tommy kisses <laughs> Carrie again. Just FYI. Okay. I didn't have that written down. I must have missed that one. So then Chris pulls the rope just as the teacher throws Sue out. So Sue's out of the gym. She's outside. The door's shut. The blood falls on Carrie. Then the bucket falls and hits Tommy. Is that what happens? Well, first, yes. So the blood falls on Carrie. And once again, all very slow motion. Yes. And she sees the kids all laughing at her. But they're not all. They're not laughing. That's just what she sees in her mind. They're all horrified. The teachers, everyone. Well, (laughs) PJ was laughing, but yeah. the rest of them just as are horrified. Are laughing. And Tommy, in slow motion, still says, "You can read his lips. What the hell?" And then the bucket falls on his head and either kills him or knocks him out. I don't know. Yeah. Knocks him to the floor. Well, he's gonna be gone in a minute. It don't matter. Right. It doesn't matter if he's <laughs> dead or not. But 
Carrie hears her mom in her head saying they're all going to laugh they're at you. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all and laugh then at you. she hallucinates that they're all laughing. Yes. And then she goes all telekinetic on them. Yeah. Telekinetic on their asses. All the doors slam shut. All the lights go out, except for the red ones, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Well done, Carrie. Well done. <laughs> I'm not a fan hose. of the fire hose, though. I don't really get that, but she, well, could, she could have done better than that. The fire. Well, what else does she have? I guess she could have thrown things around, but the fire hose. Can't she make them all choke like Darth Vader? Maybe. <laughs> no, she would. I think she can only move objects. Maybe. Fire hose. The, that's some. Yeah, so a fire pressure. hose comes out of the unravels spraying and starts spraying everybody. everybody. And, uh, you know, it does cause a better. couple of electrocutions. Yes, and, that's true. The teacher and the principal are at the mic and they are electrocuted. And then it starts a fire. Or she does. I don't know. Yes. Something I mean, it's falls chaos. hits the gym teacher. Basically almost cuts her in half. In torso, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure she's gone. And then the stage catches on fire. And the fire spreads throughout the whole gym on those wooden bleachers yeah. <laughs> along the wall. Carrie's just walking around slowly. She's just walking around, yeah. With and big she's just drenched. Eyes, drenched in blood. blood. I was kind of bummed the teacher, the gym teacher got killed. Yeah, I was, I, I was bummed a lot of them did. Well, I agree, but I was surprised they killed the gym teacher the first time I saw it and this time. I mean, I knew, but yeah. I still felt. So then we cut to a scene outside the gym and we see the gym doors open and Carrie walks out while the gym inside is in flames. After Carrie We should walks say out, that uh, um, Billy and Chris got out. They did. Of the gym. Through the back door. So after they see her all drenched in blood, they leave. They book it. Yeah. Yeah. And as Carrie exits, the doors slam shut. So yeah, the whole place is on fire and basically yep. all the kids are locked in because she slams the doors shut. And she's walking down the street, she is. completely covered in blood, yes. and the fire truck goes by her. And then Chris and John Travolta come upon her and try to run her over. Is Chris driving, that bitch? <laughs> or I don't John know. Travolta? I think Chris is driving. Probably if they try to run her over, because I don't think yeah. John Travolta would have done that. Me too. Carrie turns to look at them, and the car rolls and bursts into flames. Yeah, it so. blows it up. So they got theirs. Good for them. Next, Carrie arrives at home and there are candles everywhere lit. Everywhere, people. Everywhere. On mom's bed, going up the stairs to Carrie's room. But Carrie goes into her bathroom to take a bath and we see her mom behind the door as she walks in. And then we see two more bare breasts, but we've already seen them, so I'm not counting them as Carrie takes a bath. It's really kind of, it's a very sad scene. She's washing off all the blood. All the and she's blood. crying. It's heart-wrenching, really. And Carrie comes out after she puts on her grainy gown. Well, that's the only kind of nightgown you're going to have in that house. <laughs> and then she asked her mother to hold her. Well, her mom hugs her first. Yeah. She comes out and hugs her. And you think, finally, this woman's doing something motherly. Not so much. But no. no. <laughs> she pushes her away. Carrie says, Mama, please hold me, hold me. And mother goes on to tell a story about how I should have killed myself after the first time he put it in me. Yeah, they're talking about Carrie's dad. Yep. And Carrie's Ralph, mother tells her about the night, she, I guess, she was conceived. I guess. Very romantic. Yeah. 
smelled the whiskey on his breath and he took her and she liked it. <laughs> well, they prayed first to try not to do it, yes. but yeah, that, that worked. Yeah. So she says the devil has come home and then we'll pray for the last time. I'm like, huh? Cause I haven't seen it before. <laughs> and then mom stabs Carrie in the back with a knife while hugging her. Yep. She pulls her in to hug her and then stabs her in the back. Well, she thinks she's the spawn of Satan or something. Carrie falls down the stairs. Mom comes after her and she makes a sign of the cross <laughs> with the knife. With the knife. And goes to stab her again. And then what happens, Karen? Knives fly across the kitchen. Carrie protects herself. Yeah, yeah she should. So Carrie uses her telekinetic power to pin her mother's hand to the wall with a knife. And then her other hand. And then the knives just start coming. Well, I think there's a vegetable peeler hits her in the yeah, chest. Yeah, that's true. There is. I think there's a spatula that hits her in the gut. <laughs> but they all impale her. In the pattern of the... And I didn't get it until later. Creepy Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the prayer closet. So right. Carrie's seen the creepy Jesus more than once. Oh my God. She replicates that pattern of wounds. Yeah. Basically, mom is nailed to this doorway in the shape of the creepy Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Almost in a crucifixion like kind of style, right? Yes. And I wrote, she gone. She dies very dramatically. <laughs> Yeah, Piper Laurie. Almost. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for this. Almost erotically, it seemed, but her dying scene. Carrie pulls one of the knives out of mom's hand. Yeah, she we, takes mom down. And we hear the psycho music again. Then the house starts collapsing, and Carrie pulls her mother into the closet where she prays. The prayer closet, yes. Yep. And the house begins to burn. It's collapsing and burning at the same time. Yeah. And then Carrie is hit in the head with some falling debris. And I think she's gone at this point. Yeah. Now. They show her and she looks like she's gone. The house begins to sink into the ground. And we see creepy Jesus stabbed with the arrows, the same as Carrie's mother. And that's where I got it. I'm like, oh, all those, the vegetable pillar was there where that era was. And the spatula yes. was where that era was. And, you know, so on and so forth. Next, we cut to a scene of Sue in bed, sleeping. With her mom next to her, I think. Yes. And the telephone rings. Mom gets up to get the phone, and I see there are bags, like suitcases packed. Suitcases, like they're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And, you would think so. It would. And from the one, you know, the one side of the conversation we hear on the telephone, we learn that all the others are gone. There were funerals, but... Mom didn't let Sue go. The doctor says it wasn't good for her. Doctor says she's young enough. She may forget all about this. Not likely, I think. I know, a senior in high school. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's pretty much your entire class, almost. Except people who couldn't get a date, right? Yes. So Correct. it's her and all the people who couldn't get a date. That I mean, your entire class basically is gone. We see Sue walking to where Carrie's house was. There's a for sale sign there. and She's carrying flowers. Yes, She's gonna... and on the sale sign, is someone has written, Carrie White burns in hell. Yeah, it's, it looks like lava rocks or something. Yeah. It's all black, and there's a for sale sign stuck in the middle of it. Sue cries and leaves flowers, and just as she's putting the flowers down, a hand reaches up and grabs her. The bloody hand. And it got me. 
Did it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's Carrie's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Having never seen it, it got me. And then we see her waking up in bed. So that was all a dream. Her and her like, mom's holding flowers. her, but she's terrified. You know, yes. she's she's obviously traumatized by the whole ordeal. And then we have credits. And I made a note on what one credit that says boy on bicycle. You know who played the boy on the bicycle, Karen? You know who I'm talking no, about? No, should I? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Is it someone famous? Cameron De Palma. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently Brian De Palma's son was the boy on the bicycle. So what'd you think? You'd never seen it before. Never seen it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I don't think I've watched it all the way through in a very long time. I don't think I've seen it start to finish in a very long time. I think it could have been better. I, th- I feel that way about most Stephen King films, though. There's just something about them. I hated the fire hose. Is, I wonder if that's in the book. I don't know. There was a thing on X-ray that popped up. I didn't really pay much attention to X-ray, but there was a thing that popped up about how the budget wouldn't allow them to include all the stuff in the book. And I, don't, I didn't really read a lot of it. So I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's all right. I wish Carrie was more of a badass. I like the strong Carrie, like... Things are going to change around here, Mama. <laughs> you know, I like that, Carrie. Yeah, but the whole point is she's. I bullied. wish she would have taught them bitches a lesson. You know, in the at the from get go from the Jump Street. You know, why wouldn't she? Instead of just blowing up a light bulb, she could have well, made I the whole because... like locker room collapse around them, and the lockers fall on top of them or whatever. But her religious background wouldn't allow her to do that. I'm sure. That's part of her maturity is realizing she doesn't have to do what her mom says. It doesn't have to live the life her mom has. Hell, she could have been a hell of a volleyball player if she wanted. True. She could have made that ball do anything she wants. Could have knocked out a few girls. Yeah. They would have said, don't hit it to Carrie, no matter what, <laughs> instead of hit it to her. But she had to be weak because that's who kids pick on. They pick on the weak. So there's she no didn't story. Have to be weak. Well, yeah, and there's no story, but. She could have been, you know, she could have been the. Uh, That's the a different book. <laughs> it is. That's a completely different book. It is. I am glad that all the bitches got what came to was coming to them. I'm kind of sad that all the other kids did too, but you know. Well, like the gym teacher and the people, yeah, the other yeah. people I'm that glad tried that, to. I'm glad that Tommy and Sue were legit. But he um, didn't need to die. I was worried about them for a while. I didn't know whether they were in on it or not. I hope they weren't and they weren't. So that's good. I think it was pretty well cast, except they were all too old. But I think the characters really played their parts very well. She looked innocent and mouse-like meek. And, you know, you believed all of that. And Chris was horrible and you believed it. I thought it was well cast for sure. You're right, though. They were way too old. But they were all, this was all like their first films too you know they were young they were young for hollywood i guess i don't know like this was this was amy irving's first film it was william cott's first film it was that pj chick's first film john travolta i'm sure he was already on welcome back cotter by this time i think he was there for name recognition because he's got he's like number two after he's basic on the oh really because his part's not really that it's big. not no it's not so that's why i think they uh might have been one of his first films, like to jump from TV to film, you know? Yeah. Well, he was, uh, he wasn't as big as he was going to get. I mean, Saturday Night Fever came out a year after this. Yeah. That's what I thought his first one was. I forgot he was in this. 
and Greece was two years after this. He was in The Boy in the Plastic Bubble the same year this came out. That's a TV movie, though. Right. But Still remember, TV. Um, this was his first significant film role. He had been on um, like TV shows and shit before. And he started in Welcome Back, Carter a year before this, so 1975. So he, you know, he still wasn't big, but as big as he was going to get or anyway, you know. The mother was known though, right? Yeah, Piper Laurie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about the gym teacher? Yeah. She's like, I think she's a Broadway star, isn't she? Or am I confusing her with someone else? Priscilla Marie Pointer, I think is who that is. No, it's Betty Buckley, right? Wasn't it Betty's? Yeah, you're correct. I think she was a Broadway person, but I could be wrong. She's got a Tony Award. She's got two d- daytime Emmys, two Grammys. She's, she's in a the singer. American Theater Hall of Fame. Yeah, so she's a Broadway. Oh, she was in Aiden's Enough. Did you watch Aiden's Enough? Yeah, but what did she play? Was she the mom? I think she was the mom. She replaced the original mom after the original mom died. The actress who played the original mom died after the first four episodes of season one. Wow, everybody's and replaceable. They killed, and they killed her actor her character as well oh they killed the mother's character yeah and then this buckley was cast as the widower's new romantic interest who was was that tom what was his name tom wasn't it a van Patten? yeah dick van Patten. yeah as thomas so that's where i get the tom and that was in 77 and she was in carrie in this definitely a working actress and then she was in after school specials that's what she won two daytime emmys for she was on HBO series Oz, so on and so forth. But yeah, I think she's I think she's more a stage actress. She also starred in Carrie the Musical. Oh my. <laughs> and she played Carrie's mom in that. That sounds like a winner. Yeah, it's it is infamous for its short-lived life on Broadway. It's yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie the musical. All right. Anything you were pretty much all what we were pleasantly surprised with, right? <laughs> no. Well, like I said, I think the casting was good. I liked it. You know, I thought it was for that kind of movie, pretty believable and stuff. It was all right. I just, I think it's kind of watching it now and having kids of my own. It's kind of heart wrenching a little bit to see the bullying that can happen. I was angry. You know? Yeah. You know, I was trying to drink and my hand was shaking. I was so angry. (laughs) But that's what I'm, you know, when you're in school, if you're not bullied, you don't really notice it that much, I don't think. And, you know, but watching it was very, very hard. Yeah. Suspense was building so much that I was uneasy or I was angry or a little both. Because even never seeing it, I know what happens at the end, basically. Right. right? (laughs) Like I didn't, I didn't know the hand was going to come up. So that got me. But, the whole pig's blood thing and all that and the fire, I knew all that was going to happen and it all kept building towards it, you know? And so it did do a good job of building the, that up, I guess, even well, knowing I think it was coming. That's the thing with the bullying too, that she is so cautious when he takes her to prom. He, she just doesn't believe it. And he doesn't understand why she doesn't believe it because he doesn't have a sense of what she's gone through all those, you know, years of high school because he's not been bullied. So he just doesn't get it. And he's not a bully either. Right. It shows they're two different. He's the first one in this movie that sticks up for her. Yeah. High school groups, you know, like two different experiences that they had. And he's a kind kid. All right. Anything you were disappointed in? Well, the spinning <laughs> shot was, I mean, it would have been okay if it was a 10th of the time, 
I mean, that was his gig, I guess. I haven't seen many of his movies, so it'd be interesting to see if that's in any of the others. Yeah, I haven't either. But uh, I guess, I mean, I'm disappointed in the fact that you can smack people. I mean, the teacher was smacking kids. The boyfriend was smacking the girl. I mean, that's less acceptable now. If that's done, you are definitely a villain, you know? And in this movie, it was the nice gym teacher did it. And it was the, well, John Travolta was a dick, but, and was supposed to be, I don't know. Times have definitely changed for the better, I think. Anything else you were disappointed in? Well, I don't like that they killed a pig, but hey. (laughs) With a sledgehammer. Yeah, I thought that was. Wasn't any blood though. No, and you didn't see it. You didn't see it. So there wasn't even any splatter or anything. No, but just thinking about how did they, what they do, pick it up and they had like gas cans with them or something where they'd have to funnel it in. It was just. Anything else? I liked it. I thought it was really good. Disappointed in? No, not really. Okay. So how many cocktails are we going to give this film, Karen? Well, I'd give it two, but it's your movie. So you'd give it two? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was well done. You know, I really was mad at the bullying and I thought she was the whole telekinesis. She she was innocent, but effective, you know, so I had all the emotions I was supposed to have. I, I didn't look at it and think this is ridiculous. I didn't, you know, want to laugh at it at any point. I felt everything I was supposed to, I think. Okay. We'll give it two. I can give it two. Well, you don't sound very excited about giving it two. If you, it's your movie. If you want to give it three, give it three. No, That's we can fine. Give it two. You know, I'd go with two and a half, but we don't do halves. So I mean, I'm it giving was, it. It was good enough. It was, yeah, two cocktails. I think it, for an older movie, I think it set the bar pretty high. And to, I mean, you get all that suspense with, except for a bucket of pig blood, there really isn't blood and gore in it. You don't see anything, but you still feel the fear. When those doors slam in the gym, you know something's coming. You know, like you can just feel it. So what about our cocktail, Karen? Comments on my drink, my prom queen cocktail. Well, I always wanted to be prom queen. So no, I, no, I didn't. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows, knows that I would never have done that. No, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> it's good. It's a good drink. That's good. I don't know why it's called a prom queen, but yeah, I don't get. I don't quite get that either. I'm starting to think now that as we do more and more <laughs> of these themed drinks, that there's no rhyme or reason. They just name it something because they want to. But it's a good summer drink, I think. I agree. Mine's still could, frothy. Mine is too, but I think it'd be. You know, you could drink it on the beach. It'd be refreshing. I would use less pineapple. It's actually a little better now that it's more, the ice is melted. I think I would use half as much pineapple or something. It's a little sour or tangy, but I liked it. Did you? Yeah, I liked it. Anything we learned in this this episode, Karen? Don't be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Or a dick. That's number one. Number two, embrace your power. Yes. Number three. As a parent, don't impose your views 100% on your children. Let them explore the possibilities. Yes. Yep. You can expose your children to all these, all these things, but even if you're right, don't force it. You still have to let them make some choices. 
even though they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Karen. Anything else about Carrie? I think so. Like I said, I liked it. So I kind of am interested now to read the book. I don't have the book. So don't no, have you don't book. have two copies of the book from I don't have half two price copies books. Of Carrie. No, I don't. But I bet you could find it there. I bet you could. I remember my grandmother having it in her bookshelf. I'm not a big horror. My grandmother had all of those. My dad's mother had all of those. Stephen King's kind of scares me. I think I read, I don't think he I'll wrote. I bet he the book is better. Yeah, I'm sure. Stephen King books are always better than the film. So it's something maybe you'd his think by now is descriptive he'd, or what. I don't know. But. but you'd think by now he would write for the movie scripts, you know, with so many of his books being adapted. I don't know. So I believe the next film is your choice, Karen. It is. Is it? Is it not? It is. And I have picked The Horror of Dracula with Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Lee. 1958. Sir Christopher Lee. Yes. The Hammer film from 1958. A young Christopher Lee. (laughs) Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, which, you know. Yeah, the the old time regulars. Peter Vincent. Yeah. You know, we, I don't know, we'll have to do a Vincent Price one at some point. Do we? (laughs) Do we have to? You don't like him? <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't done one yet. I know. But we haven't done, you know, there's lots we haven't done. So, yes, people, we can go on forever. Right. <laughs> Another quote from the Sandlot that you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. No. And once again, if you have a suggestion, our dear listener, <laughs> you can email us at. Yeah, we should try to keep our one listener happy. Uh, yes, you can email us at scaryspiritspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a film you might like for us to watch and talk about and drink. <laughs> we'll even find you a drink. Yeah, we'll come up with a custom drink just for your film. Custom? Look at you making promises. I can come up with something, pretty sure. Well, yeah, you can just name it whatever you want. <sighs> yeah. Well, speaking of drinks, do you want to know what drink we're going to have? Do you have a drink? I do. For the horror of Dracula? I do. Starring Christopher Lee from 1958? What is it, Karen? Please tell me because I I have to write it down and make it. It's called Dracula's Blood. Dracula's Blood. Okay. What am I going to need? And it's from thekitchenismyplayground.com. You're going to need white rum, peach schnapps, black cherry juice, and grenadine. And fresh cherries (laughs) or maraschino cherries for garnish if you want to be fancy. I don't know if I've seen... I'm sure I've seen this movie, but... I'll have to watch it and find out. Oh, I'm more of a Bella know. Dracula guy. Guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> more of a Bella Dracula fan. But I've probably seen it. All right. Karen, you have anyone you need to thank? Well, as always, I'd like to thank anyone who leaves a review or subscribes on any of the platforms. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate your support. <laughs> you need to put a little, um, little oomph in that. <laughs> We appreciate your support. We appreciate your support. <laughs> we do. I don't know why she keeps calling me Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do need to thank the band Verse 13 once again for providing all the music featured on the Scary Spirits podcast. Their info the, will be linked in the notes. Their music does help us out. Anything else, Karen? Please drink responsibly. Yes. Another podcast has come to an end. If you can't get enough of us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Scary Spirits Podcast. 
If you have questions or comments, email us at scaryspiritspodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website at scaryspirits.com. You can find us on YouTube at Scary Spirits Podcast. And if you feel like being our walking billboard, we have a link to our merch store right on our website. And if you're looking for the recipes for our themed drinks, you'll find all of them in the recipe den on our website. And remember, if you really want to help us out, leave us a five-star review. As always, thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 